0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Francis sends everybody home. Balls are Coming in and welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. I'm your host, Kevin Franzen. It's been a while, a couple weeks. It's all right. It's called vacation. You're allowed that. You don't need to do one on vacation, do you? I feel like I was pressured into this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, what's new in Philly's country? I have no idea. Oh, wait. A new hitting coach. Hey. Hey, Bram, What's up? Hey, it's Charlie. Charlie Manuel. Hey, Big Chuck's back, and I. I was gonna do one right away, and I wanted to kind of let this whole thing marinate a little bit. When Charlie Manuel comes back, and he's now the hitting coach. I just I wanted to watch what the reaction was gonna be like and not only just the reaction of like, oh, about time, all this stuff, it's like, well, no, Gabe Kappler better rest. Like you guys understand that Charlie Manuel has had his time, has loved his time, and he's now get to doing the one thing that he's most passionate about, which is hitting. Now, how much is he gonna make a difference? Ah, well I mean, mentally, I think with a few guys it's gonna be a great thing. When you talk about old school versus new school, we've read all the articles, Jim Salisbury, Todd Zalecki. When you go with Matt Gelb, Megan. I'm I'm just thinking to myself, who's going to benefit the most? And it might take a little bit of time, but I I really think Reese Hoskins will be the one that's going to take the most out of this. He's going to get the most out of this because, number one, there is a lot going on that is a problem with Reese, and it stemmed from pretty much the last couple years of just being pull, 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 pull. And if you could tell, I've talked about this plenty. I've talked about this since the beginning of the year with Reese. I've talked to to him, so it's not anything that I'm saying that's out there. Um, other podcasts want to riff off my stuff. That's fine, but let's be honest here. Reese Hoskins tries to pull the ball way too much. He's hit balls out of stadiums foul. He's hit balls a hundred feet foul, 50 feet foul, not barely foul, but it just tells me way too much. It tells me that he's trying to get the ball out in front too much. It's telling me that all he's thinking about is yanking homers. Because if a guy goes up there with a the plan to hit the ball out of the ballpark to center field, and he gets a change-up in, and he happens to be out in front, you know what? That's where you catch it just enough out in front, and you get a click at the head, boom, bushes. But right now we're seeing someone that is, and this is a, a good thought for so many people that want to talk about the new age of hitting and, the fly ball percentage to the pull side, and that's your you know, your highest average. Well, it, it might be your highest average when it's put in play, but there's gonna be so much that is hooked foul, that is swung and missed, that is fouled straight up, that's popped up in the infield, and we're seeing that all with Reese. Now, Charlie's biggest thing is getting a good pitch to hit in the strike zone, wherever it may be, but hit anywhere it's pitched. You could do damage anywhere. And Big Chuck is, is one of the best hitting coaches. We definitely know managers, but best hitting coaches as far as keeping you right mentally and getting you there, not with a plan, but with confidence. You could have all the plans in the world, but if you don't have confidence, that's, eh, you're not going to hit. I'm sorry. When you look at the best hitters to ever play the game, what do they all have in common? And everyone's going to say, oh, well, great hand eye coordination. They could do anything. They wouldn't be, you know, they would hit 800 against a shift. Okay, great, great, whatever. They have confidence. Tony Gwynn, Wade Boggs, Ted Williams. Ted Williams, you listen to, you could read Ted Williams' book on hitting and you can feel the confidence. Now, when you look at Reese, do you see confidence? I don't. I don't. But it's there. It just takes a couple a little bit of like just some good hits. And for me, when you look at Reese, you see the leg go up, you see his hands, their bats dangling down. Number one, his backside collapses. It goes forward. There's not a left back behind it. When you think about your your hips and they just swivel. And they kind of lose, you know, they just go in, in a, uh, like a 180 in that little turn. Man, there's not a lot behind it. But when you fire, as uh, the great Tiger Woods would say, my glutes, when you fire the glutes to that area, right? So you fire them and you think about going to right center with it. You know how much momentum you carry and how much power is in that. Well, if you watch Reese's swings, you don't see that. You see his belt buckle all the way over around third base. Around third base. That belt buckle needs to be going where the ball should be going. I am a firm believer in that. Belt buckle to where the ball should go. Yesterday, Joey Lucchese throwing a couple, you know, he had some long at-bats against him. But he had a couple of balls that are away that you could see that he was trying to pull. Now, third at bat, 90-mile-an-hour fastball in the outside corner. He fouled to the right side, and it something there clicked. Something there clicked. Because for the first time in a while, you didn't see the belt buckle going towards third base. The belt buckle was up the middle, and for the most part, For the most part, the swing looked like it was trying to drive it out to the bullpens. Now, where did that leave it? Fly ball center field, foot away from tying the game, eighth inning. We all know that. That swing for me was because of that foul ball. I've talked about this so much about Reese Hoskins throughout the season when I'm calling the games. And... It, it it just he is a way better hitter. I don't the analytics, the sabermetrics, all that stuff. They might say, "Oh, he's doing great and all this stuff." He has been what is it, twenty seven RBI since June first? That can't happen. That can't. I know I've talked about it with Gabe Kapler himself, and and a lot of it is like, look, I thought. I believe it was June. I asked him, I was like, are you a little worried about, you know, Reese taking too many pitches and a lot of good pitches. He said, no, you know, pitches per plate appearance is a, is a huge thing for him. And I said, okay, I, I, I'm going to believe you. And I do. But when I really think about it, I don't believe that because how do you knock a pitcher out? Well, there's many ways you could do it. You could, you know, force him out by throwing a ton of pitches or why don't you get him out early by just doing damage and so many times we see players taking the pitches now that's been the philosophy the last couple of years John Maley, that was part of his plan it works it works when it works when it doesn't you see a lot of passive swings and you could talk about getting your A swing off all you want but when it is for me a hitting philosophy where if you're gonna to try to see pitches, you're gonna be passive. No matter what. No matter what. Charlie Manuel will try to get into the minds of hey, you get a pitch in that in that zone in a good spot. Doesn't need to be the perfect spot in a good spot. Oh, and by the way, a fastball in that spot, you're not gonna miss it. You know, we you, you hear about JT Rio Muto and the things that he said right after. And of course it's Charlie, you know, something about Charlie in there and a little bit of it is him just saying, stay short. Hey, J. Hey, JT, stay short. You know what? To me, that is the great reminder of what Charlie would do. Not a lot of managers would say anything before you go up, but you know, the hitting prowess of, of Charlie Manuel. you'll know that the, the teams that he has coached, the players, the hall of famers, the, the greatness And when he just says that something so simple, right in your mind, you know what? All your thoughts go out. JT hit a home run two nights ago on a ball in that there was no effort to pull. He reacted in. And that right there was the biggest change for JT. Everything that he is doing right now, it looks like it is up the middle, right center. The ball comes in. Boom. Whack. That's staying short. Reacting in. And hitting line drives out. That to me is a huge, huge, huge sign of someone that you know is being told maybe just a little reminder. He's locked in, he's been locked in. So I'm I'm just excited to see where he's going. Reese Hoskins is not a 237 hitter. I've said it all along, he's a 285 hitter. He has the ability to to hit 40 doubles, 40 homers. He's that type of player. But he is not that type of player when he is a one-sided player. And I don't want to hear the numbers. I could just see the results. Look, I test, people. Anyone that listens and hopefully listens, I test. When you try to pull everything, it's not going to work. Unless you're Ted Williams. Unless you're Barry Bonds. Who the shift who got shifted on before anyone and everyone a lot more, didn't care. He was going to hit it through him. But with Reese, it doesn't make you a bad hitter by trying to hit a ball to right center and staying in the gaps for a little bit. And then you know what? You work yourself back to that. You work yourself back to now reacting in, getting a ball to pull, boom. I just think that RBIs would skyrocket for him because – You know, the middle of the field is is the biggest part of the field for you to use. I just think the production in general would be fantastic. The production would be fantastic yet again. You can't have 27 RBIs in three months. Not for Reese Hoskins. That's not good. But hopefully, you know, against Boston, we see the resurgence. That's what that's just what needs to be done. Tuesday, August 20th, that is tomorrow. Aaron Nola is on the mound, and just Aaron Nola being Aaron Nola. And going back to a place that last year, he pretty much, I, I, I'm i not going to say it was just coming out, but that was one of those places where he one-hit him against the great offense. And during a time where they were rolling, too. So to see him get back out there and do his thing, that that's what I'm excited about. Uh, 64 and 60, you look at this team, are they underachieving? Absolutely. And why do I say they're underachieving? Not because of expectations, but because of what you see in these players. When you get all these guys going and clicking together, great things can happen, but we're not seeing that. Minus 18 run differential, that's not going to work. Offense has got to pick it up at the... Also, the pitching's got to step up as well. Two games out of the second wild card race, three and a half out from the Washington Nationals, who continue to kill it. They have actually a plus 68 run differential, which is higher than Atlanta. They've scored less runs, but they've allowed way less runs in, than Atlanta. Now, the Cubs are in that spell where they're going back home and it's like, okay, what are you going to do on the road if you're the Phillies? Because you got to win some games. Cause we know the, what the one thing the Cubs don't do is win on the road, 25 and 39, 26 and 32 is not that bad. But when Washington's 31 and 30 away from home, the Braves are 38 and 25 away from home. Okay. Now, now, now we're talking now. Now you got some things that you're going to have to deal with. So big week ahead, big week ahead. And I'm not going to say it's the most important week because the most important week started a couple weeks ago. And it's just depending on if the players are going to end up stepping up in the biggest moments and going. But when you look at this whole thing and you go, all right, well, who they got? They got Boston for two. Boston struggled. They have two days off in this Monday and Thursday. But then they go to Miami. And Miami to me is a must sweep. It's not a must win series, it's a must sweep. I'm sorry. You could split in Boston, that's all that's fine. But you need to go 4 and 1 on this road trip. 4 and 1 on LA's return to the road. That's right. Larry Anderson's on the call this week. But I, I, I'm just trying to figure out ways to See how this team could do better. And against the Marlins, they need to do better. That record at one point was 30 and 8 versus, or 8 and 30 versus uh, the Braves, the Mets, and the Nationals against the Marlins and 7 and 6 against your Philadelphia Phillies. That's not good. That's not good. The Marlins are a team that you must sweep on the road. You have to go in. Hopefully, Bryce is healthy, not dehydrated. That would be nice. (laughs) And I'm just trying to think that if they can get going, look, maybe these, you know, two of the last three games against the Padres. Well, those are two of the five losses in a 15 and five run, right? If you go 15 and five next 20. Okay, you sweep the Cubs. You win the first one against the Padres, and then two straight losses. Okay, great, fine. You're 4-2 and two in that stretch. You think more, great. Let's take the positive out of this whole thing. They went 4-2 and two in that stretch, great. You get rolling again. Just continue to roll. Split this one, sweep them. I don't care. It needs to happen. But for me, the Philadelphia Phillies are in a spot right now where every at-bat, Every time on base, there needs to be a sense of urgency. Every pitch. When Zach Eflin goes on the mound, can someone please tell him to throw a slider into lefties? Throw something into lefties. The game plan has caused him... The game plan. I have called out the game plan. Has caused him problems. Backdoor sliders could be there 75% of the time, 80% of the time. But the last 20... Where's the misses? Down the middle. That's where the damage is done. You want to talk about slug? You want to talk about this? Throw a slider down and in to lefties. Open it up for Zach Eflin. Help him out. That needs to happen. You want Zach Eflin to be in your rotation? Help him out. Throw fastballs in. Fastballs up and in to lefties. Sliders down and in. They have to be done. But too many times... JT goes to the outside slider backdoor. No, not gonna happen. Not happening. Can't happen. Zach Eflin's too important, but the growth of Zach Eflin has been hindered by the ability not to call pitches inside to lefties. Say what you want. There's a recipe there that, that Aaron Nola shows. He throws in and out to everyone. He could throw a two-seamer, little sinker off the 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 front hip of the of the right-handers. He doesn't have a slider, but he gets swings and misses because he can open it up against lefties in in. Well, Zach's got to get in there and, and do his thing. We have so many positives that could happen out of this whole thing. There's a good chunk of games to conti- you know that we still have. 38 or uh 48 games. 38 games. Jeez. 38 games left why not go on I a, a, I don't know 28 and 10 run why don't you finish the year 28 and 10 finish the year 28 and 10 I like our chances does that seem like a lot I mean that's like taking a loss every series on the road maybe two you can go 28 and 10 you have the talent. You have the ability. It's time. Bryce is hot. JT's hot. If the Phillies can get Reese Hoskins hot. Ooh, boy. It is going to be on. All right. Well, at Kevin Franzen, you can hit me up anytime you want. Ask some questions. I appreciate that. At Kevin Franzen. This is Pintar for breakfast, and... uh I hope you've had a good episode listening. A new one coming this weekend with an interview with an unknown guest. Even unknown to me. We'll find out. Peace. Kevin Fritz is out of here.
0: Okay, picture this.